What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Relentless Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Galloway. I created this podcast to help individuals find their purpose in life, to never give up, and to learn how to live relentlessly through the minds of individuals who exemplify what it means to live a relentless lifestyle. Are you ready to take this journey with me? Let's take off. So, so we're here, Edward. We finally, we had some technical difficulties, but we're finally here. Um, you know, I, I'm actually, I kind of wish that we recorded what we had just talked about with the streaming internationally, because that would have been kind of a few cool pieces of information for the audience. Um, but we're here, we made it, and I want to jump right into things just as we did um, for the last 11 minutes that we unfortunately missed, but we can just make it up right here. Give the audience of The Relentless Life a little bit of a background of who you are and what, what you represent. Oh, Chance, thank you so much. So in short, uh, my wonderful wife and I, Lassie, are basically influencer coaches and we run a global network. So we basically help people become master persuaders and influencers. Very good. Very good. What, what got you into that, Edward? Well, it's um, I have been in business for about 10 years now and I'm from Sydney, Australia, and I used to be a business sort of marketing consultant on a local Sydney level. And what happened was we had some huge, this is pre-COVID, mind you, pre-virus. Sure. We, had a lot of, we had a lot of disruptions in the local market due to a bad election. Long story, but we had a bad election. And that really impacted my old business. And my wife and I were searching for something new. And we decided to become, we basically went into LinkedIn. And within three months of LinkedIn, I achieved more than what I did in like three years on Facebook. And it just took me in this new direction of becoming a global influencer coach. Wow. That's pretty phenomenal. I, I, I feel as though that you are a great example of somebody that has didn't maybe have the success that you should have had and then jumped into that LinkedIn network and poof, like that, three months. And discuss oh, a little bit yeah. about, about that with LinkedIn. I, I love the way you framed it. You said it better than the way that I did because I actually felt that way. I was working so hard on Facebook I was spending $100 a day on Facebook advertising. I was working so hard and I was just so unhappy and my energy to output wasn't working out. And within, you know, it was basically I was climbing the right ladder against the wrong wall. Hmm. And the moment I moved it onto the right wall being LinkedIn, it was like, thank God, finally I'm being rewarded for my efforts. Hence why I've just um, become such a LinkedIn advocate. It's transformed our lives. It's transformed hundreds of our clients and, you know, in a way, I want to share not only the gospel of Jesus, but the gospel of Microsoft and LinkedIn. Yeah, I was reading your bio before we, we started this, this, uh, this recording, and I noticed that you're a Christian. I'm a fellow Christian as well, and I think that's something that you and I will probably connect on, whether it's in this, this conversation we have or in the future. So I can definitely appreciate that a lot. And on the Christian note, you, you'll, you'll find this funny being a fellow Christian, Chance. Um, and yes. I thought you were a Christian. All, all good-looking people are Christians, right? So if someone's <laughs> a Christian, they're usually good-looking like us. Um, but what I was going to say is... Um, yeah, so, I like that. Um, <laughs> so if someone's, good look, if someone's a Christian, they're good-looking. And if someone's good-looking but not a Christian, they'll end up becoming a Christian, you know? Anyway. Um, Something like that. But what I found is um, I've, got, I've got clients who are, you know, Buddhists, Muslims, and I've got clients who are atheists. And even atheists actually prefer working with Christians over fellow atheists. And I've heard many mm. atheists say that. Why do you think that is? I asked one the other day, and do you want to hear the answer? Yeah. 
because they said, whilst it, they, they, this is exactly how they said, look, Ed, I think you believing in God is silly, but I know your belief in God gives you a certain level of ethics, which I tragically don't find in my fellow atheist community. That's exactly what they told me. Wow. Coming from a, coming from an atheist. Yeah, and this guy, I love this guy, by the way. Atheists not don't care, but this guy is so intellectually honest, he just called out his own camp. And I'm like, whoa. And, it, and to me, anyone who can call out their own camp is someone that always gets my respect. Absolutely. No matter what it is you believe in, if you're open-minded and you're willing to be, like you said, honest with yourself, having uh, the ability to, to accept criticism, and yeah. that's where it's at. And also, call, and also call out bad behavior, you know, so, even if your own camp, if there's bad behavior, I'd much rather call out bad behavior in my own camp than someone else to call it out. It's good that you pick yeah, it up yeah. first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what time is it over there in, in Sydney? Right now it is Saturday morning, uh, 10th of April, 7.57am. And I'm at a beautiful Novotel. See behind yeah, that is. No, that's really nice. Really cool. I So so before we we... we decided to get on here and, and record an episode, I was under the impression that you were ahead of us or you were behind Eastern time. I don't know why. <laughs> so, so in my, in my, uh, my schedule, I had you noted down for, for me, for my time tomorrow night at 9 PM Saturday, Saturday night. <laughs> so I thought that was. Time yeah. zones are a nightmare. And Lassie and I, even though we run an international business, even we make mistakes. And, and, and especially when you, like, for example, I'm doing a Zoom tomorrow where we've got right. four different speakers from four different time zones. Wow. That's... And, and everyone's pissed off at each other. Everyone's yeah, annoyed. Yeah. Somebody's like, getting up. Somebody's going to sleep. Yeah. yeah. So I'm up at 7 a.m. Someone's up at 10 p.m. Everyone's getting screwed slightly. It's just the way it goes. <laughs> It's just how it is when you're an international coach like yourself. <laughs> yeah, totally. But uh, let's let's get into the content of this, uh, Edward. And and uh, obviously you're a marketing, quote unquote, expert, leadership, you know, uh, marketing consultant. Um, and that's that's what you do. This is your field. This is who you are. Um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about marketing and, and just, um, you know, I know we discussed this a little bit in the previous interview that, that didn't we didn't record. But just talk about the art of marketing. I know it's a very broad topic. Talk about that, that art. Exactly. So as I was saying before, is uh, marketing is a very broad concept. And the metaphor I use to describe marketing is like science. So if you say to someone, I'm in science, well, are you in physics? Are you in biology? Are you in biochemistry? Are you in chemistry? Um, are you in astrophysics? Like the word science is like the word marketing. It can mean a hundred different things to a hundred different people. It's just a very broad concept. And what I invite people to think about, I know this is not a very good answer, but I'm telling the truth, is that marketing means different things to different people at different points in time. So marketing, the way I see it, is basically how you behave to make money and how you behave to get customers and maximize your profits. So if you're a B2B person like me, who's an influencer, a lot of my marketing revolves around webinars and running, you know, putting out content, for example, right? As a simple example, let's say you're one of my friends who's an Instagram girl, like Instagram influencer. Um, she's all about getting paid sponsorship and modeling gigs. So for her, marketing is actually literally putting out sexy photos and bikinis and lingerie because that mm. gets her business. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you're obviously a handsome Christian fitness guy and the same thing in fitness. You put out all the handsome photos of you working out, it gets your customers. So it means different things to different people at different points in time. Absolutely. But going off of what you said, I, I granted with with a, a girl, a pretty younger woman who is putting out bikini pictures, they really don't need a whole lot of meaning behind that picture. They're going to attract millions of likes and of followers, but I feel like when you put something out onto the internet or, or wherever it is on a billboard, it needs to have some sort of meaning associated with that, with that package. So, and if I can defend, um, and this is a LinkedIn guy defending the Instagram girls for a moment. So think about yeah. the irony of that. Right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because and it was actually got quite a few female friends who are Instagram influencers and on this, and whilst they might put out some, you know, sort of, you know, um, shall we say saucy photos, you know, saucy photos, sure, um, they're doing it actually in quite a strategic way. They're doing it in such a way they're using certain hashtags, they're putting out certain content to try and land the modeling gigs or acting spots. So one of my friends, um, actually um, Asian, was Asian Australian lady, and she's an actress and she puts out sexy yet professional imagery because it helps to get more it helps helping a break into the acting industry which it is so even though it might be sexy the smart ones actually have a lot of strategy behind that sexiness so they're throwing their sexiness in a certain direction to get back the opportunities they want it's not just a bikini picture looking for likes there's a little bit more to it there's, yeah. there's a reason there's a reason attached to it Exactly. Like a, a, a dumb influencer just wants likes, comments, and shares. A smart influencer is really thinking it through and creating content that's designed to land in front of their target and get the reaction that they're after. So my, in my, my case, uh, my friend Sunny, for example, she's the mm-hmm. young attractive Asian lady uh, in Sydney. She's doing a content in such a way to get her the acting gigs. Right. No, that's, that's very good. Um, what would... What are a few things that somebody could do to attract a little bit more traffic to their brand or to, to their message of what they're trying to do? Yeah. I love your question, Chance. It's exactly the, I love the last part of what you said. The first thing is, what are you trying to do? Uh, that's the first question is, what are you trying to do? And once you answer that question clearly, it actually makes life pretty easy because let's, I was actually speaking to one of our wonderful friends before who's a famous actress and voiceover artist. And I was just literally talking to her before. And for her, she wants to get more corporate speaking gigs. So for her, she needs to reach out to event organizers and event planners across America. Right. So as you said, what are you trying to do? And once you answer that question, it's actually not too hard the next step. Most people don't answer what they're trying to do clearly, so then they do all this weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they kind of skip the, the primary block there, the foundation, if you will. Yeah. So if you're clear on what you're trying to do, then you can, and you're, I can tell you, you know, you fitness, I love you fitness guys. You're very logical people like myself, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Hey, I want to get, I want to cut fat and increase muscle count. Okay. Then you have to do this. You know, you got to think. Right. It's, my, my OCD is off the chain. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, it's got to be this way. And then to, to get to the next step, that next phase, you have to accomplish phase one. And to yeah. get to phase two, you got so on and so forth, like you described with fat loss. And I think you Same made thing. that. I think you made that point beautifully before when you said um, likes and shares, like if you're just chasing likes, shares and comments and you've got no, you're not actually tr- thinking what you're trying to do, you're going to get nowhere. So you need to, A, know what you're trying to do and then attract 
the right like shares and comments from the right people. How would you go? How would you go about doing that? In I guess every setting is different: Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. But like, I'm sure there's some similar techniques that you can kind of bundle up and say, "Here is this marketing package." What are some things that you can do to? I, I guess I'm kind of repeating my question with the, with the bringing in more traffic, but like hashtagging and yeah. commenting on other, other people's uh, yeah. uh, photos or, or posts, yeah. that sort of thing. Now, quick caveat, I'm more of a LinkedIn guy. So um, yeah, outside of LinkedIn, please take this with a slight grain of salt, but I'll do the best that I can. I try and, sure. I try and stick to what I'm good at. Accommodate. So just being um, caveat there. But look, lots of color, lots of movement, lots of photos, really relevant hashtags supporting your friends tagging in the right people is a great place to get started that works on all platforms in particular linkedin it does absolutely i i find that's something that even i struggle with now i have i don't have a big following i also don't have a small following i'm kind of somewhere in the middle um and actively trying to grow it every day i i do my best to to make more connections in linkedin every day i i make it like a regimen comment on people's posts and like you said relevant hashtags um, so for somebody like me, where I feel as though now this could just be me being hard on myself, I feel as though I'm not growing at the rate at which I'd like to grow. What could be like that next step? What what could be a few missing pieces that maybe I'm not doing? Yeah, I'm just shooting off the hip here, and this is talking generally, doing videos is very good, like really good videos on LinkedIn, for example, is really good. Um, and you might even consider running your own weekly Zoom meeting. I suggest this to a lot of people. Start running your own free weekly Zoom that you talk about what you're doing, like be it fitness, health, marketing, whatever you're doing, and invite right. everyone to it. So you might do videos every day. You might run your own events every week and invite people to it. So, for example, I run a lot of free networking Zooms and webinars because it, it's part of the sales funnel. It gives people a great try before you buy. And if they like me, sure. they'll sign If they don't, they'll move on. Yeah. What would you say, like, the overall power, like, obviously the age we live in is so vast compared to where we were at 10, 15, 20 years ago. What would you say the overall power aspect of digital marketing is today? Yeah. Well, I'm not the only one saying this. Even Bill Gates and Elon Musk has said this. And we're in the influencer age. We're in the age of people wanting to trust people. So you know, it's and hence why you have a lot of people like me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a relatively new influencer. I only took off about a year or two ago. So you have a lot of people like me rising to power where we weren't around five years ago. Right. <clears throat> I think that's it's, it's a very cool dynamic now that, like you had said, just a few years ago, you were not who you are today. And the power of LinkedIn, this LinkedIn community and the connections you're making allowed you to elevate yourself to such a level to where now you're a master coach. Yeah, you can yeah. put, you can put that in your bio because you have eighty four thousand followers and you have clients internationally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and it's also having the platform. So, for example, LinkedIn today is not what it was five years ago. Since Microsoft has bought LinkedIn, they've turned it into a powerhouse platform. You know, so you have the technology app because before that, there was nothing for us. It was just Facebook, and you know, at the end of the day. I don't really fit in a Facebook. I never did. I never belonged there, but there was nowhere else to go. But now there's somewhere for me. And a lot of people, for example, in bashing Facebook for the moment, which I could do all day, right? You know, um, you know, for, for a while, we're all just stuck in a Facebook doing what we can, but now we've got better places to go. We've got LinkedIn, which is way for, for our application. Oh, LinkedIn's 100 million times better than Facebook. It is. Absolutely. For what you and I both do and for everybody that is 
out there that is looking to expand their brand. It doesn't matter what industry that you're in. I'm in the roofing. Well, my family is in the roofing industry and then I'm in the self-help, motivational, fitness, if you will, industry. All of that can fit into some sort of segment in LinkedIn, which I think is really cool. So um, moving on, moving on, though, to my next question, um, how would how would you create a master marketer? How would somebody go about if Say they wanted to become this expert in marketing. Where would they start? Yeah, I think there's two answers to that. One is your education. So you might pursue some type of education. You might formally do a degree. You might formally do a diploma. Or you might informally just do a bunch of short courses based on the exact skills that you're after. You might do a bit of both. Um, And then there's actual art of doing it. So part of it's the learning and part of it is doing it every day. And together, that'll make you very powerful. Absolutely. I like that a lot. So you're, you're an international coach. You work with clients abroad. Um, talk a little bit about that experience of how, you know, you had mentioned earlier that some, during some Zoom calls, somebody's up at 7 a.m., someone's, someone's on the call at 10 p.m. Talk about that experience in being an international marketing coach. It's actually quite funny um, because what happens is, is that um, when I wake up, my inbox is full of messages. And about 9am is when all the Australians get into everything. About 6pm my time is when all the UK people wake up and all their content messages come out. And about 9.10pm is when all the US market wakes up. And the Middle East is about 2pm our time. So at different times throughout the day, different markets wake up and then they all see their content. They all message me and that sort of thing. So I can sort of tell what I know when it's Sydney time, Dubai time, UK time and US time, West Coast or East. You're totally used to that, like offset by a few hours. You really know the. (laughs) So so at 2, 3 p.m. is Dubai, 9 a.m. Sydney, 6, 7 is UK. Yeah, yeah. 9 to 11 is US based on East, West Coast or Central time or whatever they're on. Right. No, that's that's cool. So when I said that I was. I got that time frame confused. You were probably like, how does he not know that? <laughs> no, no, but I have never, I've never dealt with, you know, experiencing that before. I'm just getting my feet wet into, you know, this market and really into real life. I'm, I'm 20, I'll be 25 this year. So, Congrats. you know. Please don't beat yourself up on time zones. I made a big mistake on time zones a month ago and I should know better. So do not beat yourself up time zones. Um, are the most hardest thing in the universe to comprehend. <laughs> it's really, when you really think about it, like it's, it's trippy to think that we're all, we're all here living in the same moment, but it's different. The sun's hitting us at a different time. It's everything's different as you go in that circle. You know, what really annoys me. Daylight saving destroy time zones. I can handle it's a daylight saving that causes me some kind of, you know, uh, brain fog. Right. So this might be a stupid question, but does Australia practice daylight savings? It does. Everywhere it does. Everyone, everywhere. It's okay. Everywhere, but everyone does it at different times for different reasons. So there's no pattern to it. There's no, yeah. It's just, I say we do away with it. It's, it really, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Oh, the, the environmental, Greta, Greta Thunberg and the environmentalists are going to come and kill you for saying that. Oh, boy. Uh, because the reason daylight saving is to actually conserve power. So the thing is, the reason why they do it is, um, let's say you you wake up and it's dark, 
you're going to use more power. If they shift you by an hour, you lose less power. So it's actually about efficiency in the environment, daylight saving. As annoying as it is, it's very important. And it is annoying. That's very interesting. I, I honestly had never heard of that before. Where could somebody listening, if they wanted to just, this is like a random fact here, but if they randomly wanted to go and find out more information about that, you said Greta? Yeah, Greta, uh, Greta you know Greta Thunberg, right? You know I'm talking about Greta. Greta, that girl, yeah. Like, how dare you? I don't um, know. What I do is, um, I don't know, just jump on Google. But daylight savings does, does my head in as well. So um, if you're going to do it, have some aspirin with you at the time and a cup of coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, move, moving on into our, into our next phase here. What are, what are some of the coolest, uh, like coolest experiences you've had with, with these clients, whether it be nationally or internationally? What are some of the coolest experiences you've had? Uh, look, I've had a few really, really good ones. Um, I've worked with people all across the world from, you know, the Middle East to America. And um, I've learned all sorts of topics and you get quite involved in people's lives. So I've spoken to people about their relationships. I've had clients tell me that they're involved in gay relationships. They don't want to know about it. So mm-hmm. lots of crazy stuff that I hear. And, I, um, I, I bet. and even though I'm an influencer coach, you end up becoming quite a part of their life because in a way, you're like the hairdresser. They tell you everything. So you, um, you're you holding all these secrets that you're going to take to the grave with you. Right. If you had to name if you had to name one experience, what would it be? Like one, you don't have to tell the whole story, but like one specific experience of like whether it be really weird, really like you really knew who they were, but like in a weird way. Uh, the, the funniest one was, um, on a side note, I run a lot of face-to-face meetups across Australia and Sydney. And um, and um, this is and this is a while ago actually a while ago but um, two of my clients came together and said Ed don't tell anyone but we've entered a gay relationship together so I just I just thought it was and that is- I don't care I think I don't care I, I think love is love but they yeah, were absolutely. nervous about it and insecure about it and I was actually the guy telling them it's okay to be gay it was hilarious so there you go <laughs> there you go that's a that's a good laugh for the audience. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So Ed, Ed, the Christian guy, was telling these two wonderful people it's okay to be gay and calming them down. So it was quite funny. There you go. I do agree though, that love is love. It doesn't. My sister's gay, and you know, it's, oh, yeah. uh, it's, it. It doesn't yeah. matter. We're in a different age now, and whether you're Christian or you're oh, yeah. whatever Buddhist or doesn't matter what you are, who you are, just live yeah. your life. And just to be clear on that issue, I'm in the complete lovers love camp. So I just want to be very clear of everyone in our audience. I'm the lovers yes. love camp on that issue. Yeah, absolutely. As as am I. <laughs> yeah. What are what are some resources, uh, Edward, that, that the audience can dive into? Some tools or resources um, in regards to marketing that can help them further the growth and uh, maybe even maturation of their of their business. Yeah, so several resources I've got for everyone is um, firstly, what I encourage people to do is just jump on YouTube and just type in marketing and influencer work, and you'll find a lot of people talking about it. And if you're interested in what I have, please, if you're watching this video, um, follow me on LinkedIn. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and just say, hey, Ed, I saw you on Chance's uh, podcast. Um, but, yeah, definitely jump on YouTube. Heaps of cool stuff on there. And, yeah, please follow me as well. I run a lot of free live webinars. I've got heaps of free content to kick people off. That's awesome. And I, I, I would like to say we're, we're not going to take too much longer. Obviously, you have your full day ahead of you. But I would like to say uh, I really think that it's super cool that, you being as busy as you are, you took the time out of your day to have an interview with me. At this point, I'm, I'm very small, but I have that ambition to grow and to further my outreach within the world. So I just wanted to say thank you before we kind of 
get to the end of the podcast. I thought that was a good time to intervene there. And uh, I think that's cool how you're doing that. You're still doing small time interviews. And that's what's going to separate you from other people. Yeah. And if I can, um, and thank you, but if I can slightly disagree with you, if I can, uh, okay, you are correct. I'm splitting hairs here, but if I can sort of, you are correct, but if I can spiritually disagree with you, sure, whilst, here. whilst in terms of numbers, you might be small time and you are in terms of numbers, in terms of you as a person, you are not small time. You're a somebody. I appreciate that a lot. I really do. I mean, that means a lot. Um, being that sometimes I, I get hard on myself and I'm like, am I really reaching people? And then I'll have people reach out to me. And it's like, it's that fulfillment, that fuel that I needed to keep me going. And it's yeah. like, man, what I'm doing is making a difference. So thank you very much for, for saying that. That means a lot. And on that note, and believe me, I know exactly how you feel because I used to feel that way for a long time. So you're definitely speaking to someone who's felt that before. And sure. the way I look at it is even if you're only being seen by a hundred people a day, a hundred people is still a lot of people. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I get seen now, these days I get seen at least 40,000 times a day online, at least per day, right? Wow. It used to be about 10. <laughs> yeah. But it, everybody starts somewhere. So everybody starts at ground zero. Yeah. yeah. So not everyone is Elon Musk, right? <laughs> right. So not everyone's Elon Musk. And you need to accept that you're not Elon Musk. And when you accept you're not Elon Musk, it makes life a lot easier. It does. It makes you feel better. Like, wow, I, I don't have to be Elon Musk. My, yeah, yeah. my difference that I'm making is enough. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you're changing the lives of 10 people, that's pretty cool. I'll take that. I'll One take person. That. I'll As take a Christian, that. spreading the word of God or spreading, in my case, the mission of living a relentless lifestyle and going after your dreams. If one person can captivate that thought process, I'm happy. I'm good. Exactly. Exactly. So, so my advice to you is, yes, you in terms of hard numbers, you are small, but don't think that way is what I'm trying to say. Amen to that. Amen to that. I will absolutely work on that. And uh, I appreciate the insight for sure. Um, moving on, I got a couple more questions, if that's okay. Um, the importance of going to events. I was watching a few of your videos on YouTube and just some of your content. And uh, you had mentioned the importance of face-to-face -face interaction and not just hiding behind a phone screen or a computer. Talk a little bit about that going to events and face-to-face. -face. Exactly. So I actually, um, so there's sort of probably two worlds that I operate in. So one is the whole international master coach, you know, putting out content on LinkedIn, being seen across the world, blah, blah, blah. And the other side of my universe is actually face-to-face. -face. So for example, I run meetups in three of our capital cities, uh, you know, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Sydney. And so I travel quite a bit. I meet people face-to-face. -face. So, and to me, like, and, and I'm a, a quite a big LinkedIn influencer with, you know, over 200,000 followers, including my business page, telling you this, mm. nothing beats face-to-face, -face, absolutely mm. nothing. Mm. Now, I'm not telling you to, uh, and I'm pro LinkedIn, I'm pro being an influencer, but the ones that do well is you have a good mixture of face-to-face -face with your online. And I find the people that do well, do if people who do the real world and the digital world and bring them together well are the ones who really become top performers. Yeah, I, I think it's that that overall combination that makes that powerhouse to make a, a successful company, a successful movement, a successful individual. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, leading into our last couple of questions, Edward, um, digital design, what is the importance? So like, for instance, you see here, I'm, I'm wearing my, this is my logo, the poster behind me, that's my logo. Yeah. What is the importance of having a captivating digital design, something, a visual uh, a piece of art that somebody associates with your company and with your message. 
Oh, I think yours is outstanding. But, and I think it's very important yours is outstanding because yours is just straight up and obvious because Relentless Simple. Life, like obviously CG are your initials, obviously, and Relentless Life, it's just so simple. There's no debate as to what you mean, right? right. And There's no confusion. And I think what happens is some people try and get too creative and they're trying to be too mysterious and you just don't know what it is and you just tune it out. So I think having really direct, hard-hitting messaging like yours is the way to go, especially in this world where there's so much clutter out there. Yes, I completely agree. Um, that was great. I, I really, I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed that. We're going to keep it short, crisp. I think that we got a lot of good, good information. Like I said, I want to let you go, let you kill your day as you always do. Um, where before I ask my very last question, where can people find you? Oh yeah, um, best way is um, best way is for people to follow me or connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, best place to start, and also if you just Google Edwards here, but LinkedIn's a great place. Feel free to follow me. Absolutely. Or if you want to connect, um, just type in a message saying, hey, Ed, I heard you on Chance's podcast, just so I know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really cool, too. I've been following you, Edward, for a couple of years now. I think it was maybe three years, actually. And uh, I will say to you guys listening that Edward puts out some phenomenal content. I've learned a lot from you over the last few years. And it's really cool, too, how you and I have corresponded in your DMs. You have as many followers as you do, and you still correspond to really everybody, which is totally cool totally rad and like i said if you're listening edward zia is the man to follow he's got a lot of great advice in the marketing business and just overall realm of leadership experience oh. so chance i'm honored thank you so much my my very last question before we we get off here is <clears throat> obviously my brand my lifestyle my podcast is known as the relentless life how does somebody remain relentless uh with their marketing with their company yeah, I think it's a matter of keeping up the daily activity. Never stop um, Never stop showing up. Um, a lot mm -hmm. of clients have said to me over the years, I'm a master at showing up, right? And, and I'm the first to say 90% plus of success is just showing up. So at the end of the day, if you're yeah. showing up and you're showing up day by day, someone's going to be crazy enough to give you money. Yeah, you got to stay consistent with everything yeah. that you do. Yeah, and you're a fitness guy and I know you'd appreciate that. And and that's why, that's why a lot of fitness people do well as influencers because fitness people appreciate the consistency element. You already know that. If, you, if you're bad at consistency, you won't succeed in fitness. So if you've already made it in fitness, you've already got that consistency trait nailed down. So hence, fitness people generally make good influencers because they get the consistency thing inside out. Absolutely. I love that. That was a great way to end the show. Edward, thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you for all of the awesome content. and. Uh, yeah. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, feel free to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. This helps further spread the message of The Relentless Life. You can find me on Instagram as Chance Galloway Fitness. I'm also available on LinkedIn and Facebook. If you have any questions following this episode, feel free to reach out to me at chancegalloway at live.com. Thanks again. Until next time, Keep living consistently relentless.